Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rebecca F., as in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, May 18th, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 5, How It Works, on page 58, the third paragraph. We will be reading and commenting on that one paragraph only that begins with, at some of these we balked, and ends with, let go absolutely. Today's readers are Barb W., Esther S., Crystal P., Rick J and Kathy S. Um, Matt J.S. is uh, going to conduct the second hour of our meeting from 8 to 9 Eastern Time, and Katie G. is going to be our newcomer greeter. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, May 10th. Do I have that right? Yeah, May 10th. Um, no, I made a mistake. May 17th are 2021 are 16,961 for the 7am Eastern Time meeting. That's 16,961 and 16,962 for the 10am Eastern Time meeting. That's 16,962. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Barb W. to read the OA 12 step. Good morning, Barb W., gratefully recovered in Illinois. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 
8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thanks for allowing me to do so. Thank you, Barb W. I will now ask Esther S. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Esther S., a recovered compulsive overeater from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, the traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. And I pass. Thank you, Esther S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, 
We resume our study of the big book, and we will be reading and commenting on the third paragraph on page 58, as some of these we balked through let go absolutely. I will now ask Crystal C to go ahead and read that for us. At some of these we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Hi, good morning. This is uh, Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, you know, when I first joined program, I looked for the easier, softer way. Uh, the way I did that was I basically, you know, I, I, I did the food plan and I just didn't work the steps at all. I thought it would be easier to do, you know, just adjust my food, don't make any calls, don't uh, don't actually work any of the steps, um, and don't follow instructions. And and the lies, you know, the old ideas that I had were that, you know, you know, the suggestions people were making to me, yeah, they, they made a lot of sense for other people, just, just not for me. You know, you, you don't know how I work. You don't know how, what, you know, I've tried those things before. Those don't make sense for me. Or, you know, those are great ideas. Just just not today. Just for this one day, it just doesn't make sense for me to do that today. I'm sure tomorrow it'll be fine, you know. And the moment I let go and I, and I decided to do what was suggested to me, whether I agreed with it or not, whether I thought it was a good idea, whether I thought it would work for me, was the moment I started to recover. And today, you know, I can still do that. I can still try and find this easier, softer way. You know, I um, sometimes I'll do it. Uh, like today, I, I always, you know, I take my program actions because like that, that's how I live, you know. But but sometimes the way I look for an easier, softer way today is that I'll use program actions to remove God from the situation. I'll, you know, something will happen and I, my mind will be spinning and I'll I'll call 15 fellows and I'll write and analyze the situation to death and I'll listen to, you know, 16 podcasts. But I won't actually just go to God actually let go of the idea that I know how things should go and I know how things will go and just let God carry me. And the moment I actually do that, I actually turn to God, um, that's when my mind stops spinning and I get restored to sanity. And what I've discovered is, you know, over these three years of being in program and being in recovery is that the steps are the easiest, softest way to be abstinent. God is the easiest, softest way to live my life. Whenever I look for another way, the result is nil because there is no other way that is easier and softer. Every other way I've tried is harder and more painful. Um, and, you know, today uh, I live these steps and, and I um, turn to God every day and I try and be fearless and thorough. And that does not mean for me that I, I live my life with a laundry list of things, you know, make 15 calls and listen to this many podcasts and did I do that? And, oh, no, I didn't. It's not about gritting my teeth and just bearing through the day and just getting through all my program stuff. It's just when I go to bed at night, can I say, today, did I follow the instructions I was given? Did I give, do it with my whole heart? Did I put my best effort into program just to the best of my ability today? You know, the best of my ability today will be different from, from three years from now, from one month from now, from 30 years from now. But as long as when I go to bed, I say, I gave it my all today. God, whatever you asked of me, to the best of my ability I did, I know that I'm working this program fearlessly and thoroughly. And the moment I can say I do that um, is, is when I start to recover. Thanks for letting me share our path. Thank you, Crystal P. Now, 
Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on an A Vision for You meeting on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the third paragraph on page 58, as some of these we boxed through Christina so absolutely, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. And I did hear Christina J. Pamela P. Is it Courtney Pamela P. or Pamela? Yeah, Pamela P. Pamela P. Gotcha. And who was after Pamela? Terry R. I think there's two people. Is one named Terry? Terry, K-E-R-I. Oh, Carrie. Okay. And then the other person ended in R. Beverly R. Oh, Beverly. Gotcha. Beverly and Carrie sounds kind of Naomi B. Dara L. Naomi B. Good. Thank you. And I heard Tara L. Was it? Dara. D-A-R-A. Oh, Dara. Dara. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Was anyone else? Teresa P. Okay. Well, that's seven of you. So I think that's a good roster. I have Christina J, Pamela P, Carrie, Beverly R, Naomi B, Dara L, and Teresa P. Christina J, go right ahead. Christina J. Star one to unmute. Okay, I'm going to go on to Pamela P. We'll try Christina again later. I'm sorry. Did, can you Hello? You know what, Pamela? I think now I hear Christina J. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, so Pamela, we're going to let Christina go after all, and then I'll call on you again. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Christina J. Sorry, I thought I was muted. Um, yeah, Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered for today. Um, I came into Vision in 2014, and I, I didn't know anything about the program, really, in and out of the rooms and not really getting the message. Until then, February, I, I got a really great, strong Vision sponsor, OA Vision sponsor, worked the steps. And um, as of July 2020, um, I got recovered. Uh, what happened in between, um, and today is exactly nine months. I'm so grateful. What happened in between was um, I was doing some of the things uh, that I thought would maintain my abstinence. I was uh, over-exercising a little bit. I was overeating my abstinent foods and uh, didn't think there was anything wrong with that. I wasn't working 10-11. I was working 12. Um, but really, none of that was really the problem. What was the problem? I had to let go absolutely of something. And people always used to tell me it was a step one problem, and I never got it. I just was like, what do you mean? I am powerless. I'm powerless over food. My life's unmanageable. I don't understand. But that first bite was always inviting. That first bite when the emotional buildup came was just would knock me out. And because uh, I wasn't, you know, and, and when I got, to, I got to the point where I was doing some 10 and 11, but not as much as I should. And um, But the first step and, you know, it was that, I, I talk about a donut episode. God created the perfect storm when he knew I was finally ready. 
relapse after relapse last uh, January through June, getting getting some days, not having some days, getting some days. The donuts were there in the office on Monday morning. They had been there the week before, and I had indulged. Nobody was there. It was after the weekend. They'd been sitting there all weekend. I walked by them a couple times. I went to them again. I smelled them. Now there's the problem. I'm ready to take a bite, right? And all of a sudden, I got overwhelmed with the truth. I can't do this again. I can't do this again. That was the truth. That was my letting go, absolutely. I slumped my shoulders. My back bent over. I crawled back to my desk practically, sat in my chair. I mean, it was the perfect storm. I could have eaten them all, thrown away the box. Nobody would have known. And God said, make a call. Action is the bridge to the light of God after you say no. We can't sit in it and let the disease continue to mess with us. We have to let go absolutely. And that means letting go, opening my hands, surrendering. In that horrible feeling of loneliness, distress, I can't use the food anymore to take care of these emotions. Let go, absolutely. None of my ideas are working. That first bite won't work anymore, Christina. Make a call to a fellow and start this recovery journey once and for good. And I didn't know the gift of that moment until the months went on. I'm like, oh, my God, that was an experiential step one. So if you're out there, that's it. You might say, yeah, I'm powerless over food. My life's unmanageable. How do I do this? Walk away from the food and take an action. I hope this helps someone. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Pamela P. Hi, um, this is Pamela P. Good morning, Pamela P. Go right ahead. Yeah, from New York. God bless everyone. This meeting alone with God is saving my life one day at a time. Um, when I was listening to the paragraph, it like it almost feel like it's saying, "Let go, let God, let program everything you let before. Don't do it no more." And I got to let go myself completely, not 98%, not halfway. It got to be 100% or either over. Um, and yesterday, it was, you know, I, someone called me, and I know it was from the program. And I just, most of me that didn't want to answer. I just feel, I don't know, it's, it's just hard. It's so hard to pick up the phone now. And I say, you know what, God, I'm going to do it anyway. And I pick up the phone, and it's been a blessing, like a ha-ha moment, so to speak, because someone say, before I even say a word, you know, hi, I heard you from the meeting. I know what you're going through. I've been there, and now where I'm at now, I've been there. I've been prisoned by the food that where I got from. I've been like life in prison without parole on the food. And now I ain't recovery and this the way I'm doing it. How are you? How you doing? And did you open a hole like the Red Sea open with God? Is that to hear that? Like somebody say, I identify you and how are you? It then program kick in. I spoke maybe about a minute, and then I switch it up and say, how are you doing? Cause I'm tired talking about me. I'm tired of hearing about me. I, I want to hear about someone else in the life I want to be in. 
I want to be free of compulsive overeating, free um worrying and comparing, despairing whether I weighed this. I just want to be free of it. I'm tired. So it was night and refresh to hear someone else and get out of yourself. And so that's the beauty of this program. And I am struggling, please, I am, but I'm not giving up. Every time I even feel like it, God put your guys on the line. I say, hell no, I want what your God. And for that, I pass. Thank you to let me share today. Thank you, Pamela P. Terry, and you'll give us your initial. Is Carrie available? You hear me? Now I do. And your okay. first initial of your last name, Carrie. K. 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 Go right okay. ahead, Carrie K. Okay. Hi, I'm Carrie K. I'm recovering compulsive either. Um, I've never shared before on vision other than to introduce myself as a newcomer a few weeks ago. And, um, I want to say, since I've returned to Vision for You and working with my new sponsor, um, I no longer take the easier, softer way. I, uh, I've given up the food. I didn't give it up right away when I was working with her. I still fought it, but I finally decided God has to have the control. And I'm sitting here at my table cutting up vegetables for, for food later, and uh, um, I'm saying, God, God, help me through this chair and I will not mind be done and I'm trying to turn it over as much as every time I remember I say a little prayer to God because uh he's the one who's going to help me through this and I know I can make it and I'm bound and determined to have it work for me with God's grace and uh I'm just rambling so and I'm really glad to be here and with that I pass. We're glad you're here, too. Thanks, Carrie Kay, for speaking up. Beverly R. Hello, this is Beverly R. from Gaithersburg, Maryland. Can I be heard? Hi, Beverly. Hi, Beverly. Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, to me, the message of the big book is, listen, man, there is hope. And if if I am trying something and it doesn't work, and I'm trying the same thing for years and years, and it doesn't work, it's time to try something different. It's time to try something new. And, And for me, that something new started with working the steps. And I I cannot say I have a perfect abstinence. And what is a perfect abstinence after all? And we we eat because of the buildup of emotions that that sweep us away. So I am just trying to stay close to my sponsor and to follow the direction she gives and to follow the directions of the big book and um and I find um listening to other listening to recovered speakers share their story really helps me a lot. So when I when I call someone who is in recovery I say, I want to hear your story. That's the first question I ask. 
I want to hear your story. Thanks for listening. Again, it's Beverly R. And have a wonderful day, and may God bless you all. Thank you, Beverly R. Naomi B. Dear Rebecca, good morning. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader outside Philadelphia. I was just sitting here just jotting down little notes. First of all, what does the word balk mean? I never even heard of that before. To stop short and suddenly, stubbornly, yes, stubbornly refuse to go on. Yep, that was me. And over here, um, all the earnestness at our command. And then down here it says, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough. And then down as we try the uh, easier, softer way and old ideas, I did it. I did it all because I knew best. I knew best when I went over and I signed up to have that lap band surgery. I knew best that after having an adjustment of the band in the doctor's office and he cut me open and I developed an infection from the cut. Yeah, I knew I knew best. But you know what? The easier, softer way is turning to God. Working this program, working the steps, that really is the easiest, softest way. Cuz nothing else worked. Absolutely nothing. And it's and the results were nil until we let go absolutely. Let go. I stepped down of being the director. I am not in charge anymore, and I am so thankful. That was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders because I am not in charge. I know what I could do very easily, eat myself up to near 300 pounds, and I'm only 4'11". But the easier, softer way is working the steps and turning to God and, of course, putting the food down. That's the most important but turning to God and let God lead my life instead of Naomi leading my life. Thank you so much for allowing me to to share, and I pass, and I love you, Rebecca. Bye. Bye, Naomi B. Thank you. Zara L. Okay, great. Thank you so much. My name is Zara L. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia, and um you know, looking at this paragraph, I thought that as long as I think that food is my problem, this is really hard to do, right? Like as long as I think that food is, is my problem, I want to find an easier, softer way, or that's been my experience anyway, because I feel like, okay, well, if I just need to, you know, be on a diet, well, then I'm going to find the ideal diet and I'm going to do the least amount possible so that I can be free to live my life. Like, you know, who wants to be on a diet? And that was a lot of my thinking. And it wasn't until I really realized that, like, actually the problem goes so much deeper than food. Like, food is a huge part of my problem. And if I don't put certain foods down, I'm going to worship them the way that today I worship God. And I'm incapable of not doing that. So like, yeah, yeah, I got to put the food down. But the problem is really what happens in my mind. It's that state of chronic separation. It's that feeling of like, 
I don't want to be in the world when I'm an abstinent person. I hate myself. I hate others. And when I'm in the disease, I don't want to be in the world because I'm ashamed of what I'm doing and I'm not living up to my values and I'm, you know, stealing food and binging and purging 12 times a day and, and going into the hospital. And like, I'm just, I'm not a functional member of society. And so those are the, you know, if I, if I keep focusing on the behaviors, then it becomes almost like I, I miss out on the beauty and the benefits of this program, which are that it teaches me to live in a state of connection with my higher power, with myself, with other human beings. Um, and I want that. And so suddenly, you know, I want to do this work. Suddenly, I'm not looking for an easier, softer way because I realize that this is actually a path to a way of living that does bring me the ease and comfort that I sought with food. And so, um, you know, the reason I think that the people who wrote this big book, Bill W., et cetera, are begging is because it's like, you know, by the point that you're recovered, the, the point that I'm recovered, I know that it goes so much deeper than food and that if I keep my problem and my solution in the realm of abstinence, that I'm really settling, you know, I'm really settling and there's so much deeper and so much better and so much richer out there. And I think that's what they're talking about. It's not, you know, the results were nil, you can't lose 10 pounds, you can't white knuckle it, whatever, like, because I've, I've experienced that, but the results are nil, like, there's, there's a big, wonderful life out there, a rich external life and a rich internal life that people miss out on, you know, they miss out on if they don't do this work. And I know because I've missed out on it and I could miss out on it again if I stopped doing this work. So anyways, with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much for your service. Thank you, Dara L. Teresa P. And then we'll take more names. Hi, this is uh, Teresa P. from Recovered from uh, California, and uh, this is another one of those great paragraphs, and, you know, there I am, um, the easier, softer way. Uh, the steps are the easier, softer way, and, you know, I don't know that until I practice them, and, and I can, and it's just doing the best that I can with what I have at the moment and making all the mistakes and feeling all the uncomfortable feelings and going to God and, or not going to God. Let's try that one. That one always makes me miserable, but you know what? You know, God doesn't do it my way. You know, I have a plan and I think it's a great plan. And, and what I get to do is uh, let go of that one too. And, and it's a daily, daily process, and I just, just keep plucking away at it and doing my best. And what I get to do is, you know, is to let go and let God and let go of those old ideas. I didn't even know I had old ideas. I just, you know, I would just do stuff and think I knew what I was doing. But I knew I knew didn't know what I was doing. It was It's just all so crazy. But the good news is there is the way and it's the 12 steps i don't have to figure it out they wrote it all down in a book all i get all i need to do is you know read it listen it listen to it and you know and work it with uh, another recovered compulsive overeater because other you know, me myself and i will get myself into trouble every single time and what i get to do today is just 
you know, stay quiet and and uh, listen to the God inside of me. I mean, I never really could recognize that. He talks to me. He tells me what to do. You know, he doesn't give, I always wanted the, you know, the list, give me the list, put it in writing, you know. Uh, and then I would complain. But what I get to know is, you know, because God it lives in me, and that's why he gave me my body and my feelings. So they would tell me things. That's why I have pain and discomfort. So he would tell me the things to avoid, the things that are problems. Uh, and, you know, that I need to experience the discomfort so that I will learn not to do that. It's like putting my hand in the stove. If the stove doesn't burn me, I'm going to keep putting my hand there. But I have to feel that burning. Go, oh, gee, this is burning. Don't want to do that. And, you know, today I get to see that, you know, I'm feeling uncomfortable. When I hurt people because I see them look unhappy. I, I never really saw people before. And uh, today I get to see my husband. He's so, so dang happy over his, his new donkey. Now he's got donkey curtains up in in his room, which I would happily help. And with, with that, I'll pass. But it's just like the steps are the way they work. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Teresa P. Okay, I'm going to tell you what we're sharing on, which is the third paragraph on page 58 in the AA Big Book, as some of these we balked through Let Go Absolutely. And if you haven't shared in the past couple of days on an a vision meeting and would like to, you could unmute by pressing star one and give me your first name and last initial. And we have room for maybe six or seven shared. Tina S. M. Ross M. Wait, 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 wait. I think I heard Tina something. S. S. And then after Tina, but before Russ, who was that? Was it Chris was M? It JR? Yes, possibly? Chris M, I think. Okay, but who Penny is the JR person? Wait one second. JR. JR, who was that? Lisa JR. Lisa JR. Okay, and then Penny C. And then somebody just spoke up just now. Who was it? When I thought it, I was looking for Lisa JR, but somebody else chimed in. Barbara S. Oh, Barbara S. Hoodie R. And Hoodie R. Okay, that's my lineup, and I hope we can get to you all. (laughs) Tina S., Chris M., Russ M., um, Lisa J. R., Penny C., Barbara S., and Hoodie R. Tina S., go right ahead. Tina S., we don't hear you. We got to keep a tight. Chin Sorry about that. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Tina, compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Um, grateful to be on the line and be abstinent today. And you know what a great paragraph. And you know, and I say that for every paragraph because it's the truth. You know what? What I really like about this paragraph is it just so fits me. You know, because I balked at everything, and as long as I thought I knew better, I was con- going to continue to balk. And you know, I loved what was earlier shared. You know, if I keep doing the same thing, I'm going to keep getting the same thing, and I did. And so I need to do something different today. And one day at a time. You know, when I get enough pain. Uh, up against the wall is <laughs> usually the way I'm willing to do something different. And it's to get rid of those old ideas 
because the result was nil for sure. And, you know, but I kept thinking somehow, some way, someday, you know, and, it, and then it says, um, we thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. You know, I couldn't. And then it says, with all the earnestness at our command, you know, they're begging us to be fearless and thorough from the start. You know, uh, that's not my experience. You know, I, I had to come in a couple of different times and then get, you know, um, fearless and thorough and, and follow directions. You know, I was one that came in, the, the I know guy, which, you know, was wanting to start on page 58. You know, it didn't work for me. Today, you know, I start on the, on the blank page at the beginning of the book, and my sponsor says, this is what you know. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. And then I go on and, and I read the book. I read the black, you know, because I can put a lot of stuff in between those words. And so I follow the direction of somebody that has gone through the steps before me and has had the transformation, a spiritual awakening, and is passing it to me, you know, one day at a time. And that's the gift that I have. And I have to say one day at a time because I'm one bite away from, from a binge and being in, in relapse, just like anybody else is. So what am I doing today for my recovery? You know, I get up. First thing I do is I ask God to keep me sober, abstinent, and sane. And I pray for the willingness and the ability to follow my food plan and to help another. You know, and then I get up. You know, <laughs> and, and I go about my business. Then I take probably like an hour to where I read, have some readings. And, and then I get on this meeting. You know, it's what I do. I suit up and I show up. And one day at a time, you know, I don't have to suffer from the disease of compulsive eating or any other A at the end of the uh, two letters because I have several. You know, I have several seats in several different programs. And today, with a power greater than myself and the 12 steps, I'm free. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Tina S. Chris M., Good morning. Uh, hello, all my lovelies. Uh, this is Chris M. calling from New York, uh, recovering today uh, from compulsive eating. And um, when I read this this morning, I was like, oh, i got to share on this. And then I couldn't get on. And, and the first first batch of people, I was like, all right, God, you know, it's up to you. Um, and it was good because as I was, well, I'm walking and I'm hiking in the woods and as I was listening, something else came to me that I, I really want to add to what I wanted to share. And that is, so I've been in the program for 34 years. And, you know, it says in this, in this paragraph, we beg, they're begging me to be fearless and thorough from the beginning. Well, I wasn't able to do that from the beginning. You know, I did some. I had I had pink cloud abstinence for two years. I, I got down to my goal weight. And it was pretty easy um, because I, I just surrendered, right? I surrendered. But it was, it was just a food plan at that point. There was some spirituality, but it was mostly a food plan. But, you know, when I, I think about it says the easier, softer way, it really was a more demoralizing, painful, tra- traumatizing traumatizing way that I did it for the last 34 years in program, in program, out of it a little bit, but mostly in program. I have to think to myself, why? Why did I balk at everything? Why did I try all these other things that had to do with people, places, and things to cure myself? And I did all everything. I don't have to go through the list. I did everything everyone else did, you know, except the surgeries, but all the other stuff. Um, and I worried, and I was anxious, and I was so unhappy all these years I couldn't get it and it made sense to me what all you guys are saying you get up you do this you do that you follow you follow the guidelines of your sponsor 
you know, that it all made sense to me. I get it. But I have to say, why didn't I do that? And for me, the answer today is that I didn't want to face myself. I, I'll face anything else. I'll face any other hardship. I'll go to the gym and kill myself five days a week. I will worry myself with anxiety about what did I eat? Did I, should I have eaten this? Should I have eaten that? Am I losing weight? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all the craziness in my mind. I will put myself through all of that as long as it doesn't make me face myself. And that's what this program demands of me. Do I want to turn to the light and shine the light on myself and what I've been doing and how I've been behaving? Or do I want to turn away? And I have that choice. And I've turned away many times. And I've kept trying to turn towards the light and see myself and face myself and go through the hardship of recognizing who I am and what I've been doing. It is hard. And those other ways do seem easier right. and softer because they don't demand anything of me and myself and my spirit. Um, and so today, by the grace of God, I am turning towards the light. I'm facing myself. And um, it's a beautiful thing. But it, it's hard. But i got to do it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chris M. Russ M. Good morning, Rebecca Russ M. Recover compulsive overeater from outside of Philly. So when I read this paragraph, um, you know, I, I think I, I'm not trying to be cocky or egotistical, but when I, when I came in, I didn't balk. I didn't balk. I just did what my my sponsor said. You know, I I just if he would have told me to shoot myself in the toe or hit myself in the head with a hammer, I would have done it. Whatever he would say, whatever he would have told me, I would have done. But the only reason why that happened is because I had about 40 years of my my 40 years, 40 years of a binge. My whole life was a binge with relationships, a binge with money, of taking advantage of people, eating my face off, binge of anxieties. You know. Uh, I tried, it says the easier, softer way. Like that was my easier, softer way, trying to get my hit and not medicating, uh, medicating and not accept life the way it was. So when I came in these doors, I was beat the hell up, and I would have done anything. But I don't recommend that for anyone, not one person. If you got a little bit of hope in you, a little bit of spirit in you when you come in the door, pray that you don't fight. Pray that, and I'm not saying poor Russell. I'm just saying I went through a lot of bullshit. And it it cost me a lot. It cost me a lot. This disease cost me a lot in every aspect of my life. If you don't have to go through that, you don't have to go through it. Be teachable. Pray to be teachable. Pray that you can accept what's in this book to have a, a fruitful life. A, a life of, of, of effectiveness and usefulness and helping others and and seeing God's gifts around you. You know, uh, that's the gist of it. You know, I, I was I was battered, beaten, and I was just beat up. And um, I don't recommend that for anybody. So when I came in, I was I, I would have done anything. And maybe I had to be at that. But I guess I had to be at that point. I, I that that's that's what I'm getting at. Is that if you can do this, you have this gift in front of you. 
to be free. Don't fight it. Pray to put your pride down. Pray to be open to live this way of life. And you'll be, it, it is greater than anything right now. But I don't ever want to go back. No, not even, I don't even want to think about that. So, love you. You have a beautiful day. Thank you for everything that everybody does for this meeting. Thanks, Rosem. Lisa, they are. Good morning, everybody. Lisa Jair from Baltimore. Great believer covered one day at a time by God's grace. Um, I love this meeting as much today as I did, maybe more, when I first got on it years ago. And, you know, I, I realized this, this is a great paragraph because I realized that the greatest impediment that I had when I came in here was pride and stubbornness and that bulk feature. Um, you know, I, I laughed because I wanted desperately to feel like you guys sounded on this meeting. I wanted that for my life and I still want to keep it. But it was a long, hard road of stubbornness. You know, I, I knew better. I was smarter. I could outwit the program. I, I could do it my way. And it didn't really get me anything. I, I heard a lot of wisdom and I, I had a little osmosis, but no recovery. You know why? Because I didn't do what you did. I did what I wanted to do. And finally, when I surrendered, did I start making progress? And that's the big paradox of this program. You know, God is strong in our weakness when we surrender. People drown every year because they they get in an undertow and they try to swim back to shore on their own efforts. They get stuck in quicksand because they fight. They fight the quicksand. Just, just surrender. Just surrender. And in surrender is freedom. And I thank you for letting me share. I'll leave some time on the clock. You sure did. Thank you, Lisa J.R. Penny C. Penny. Good morning. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from the Boston area. Oh, my gosh. There's so much in this paragraph that I had to decide. What is it you're going to focus on? Well, I'm looking at the word balked. And uh, as a baseball fan, I knew what that meant because um, when a pitcher goes into a windup and decides to stop abruptly, uh, you know, to fool the batter and probably men on base, um, it, the the umpire calls a balk, and, and anyone on base advances. Uh, it's not allowed. I wish it weren't allowed in a way, because um, at some of these we balked, we're referring to the steps, and how many times in my experience as a sponsor have I dealt with people who come to a certain point in the steps and unfortunately and sadly just decide to stop abruptly, um, I think mostly because of fear and maybe other reasons. But what I really wanted to talk about is the we beg of you, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough. And um, in, in a soft, easy, there is no easier, softer way. And it reminds me of on Sunday, this past Sunday, I was on Zoom at uh, an OA convention in Greece. 
and one of based in Greece, and one of our fellows, a vision fellow, made the statement that he makes quite often, and that was if he had a pill that he could give us that would relieve us of our compulsive overeating, he would not give it to us because he wouldn't deny us the experience of going through these steps. And I so I so agree with that, that what an experience that we've, we who have been through the steps and have been given the gift of recovery, it was worth going through it fearless, fearlessly and, and being very, very thorough. It took me, took me a long time to get through the steps because um, my sponsor believed, this was years ago, that I needed to be completely so thorough that um, I, had, I had enormous, I'm not even going to say how many resentments to go through. Um, but so it was so worth it, and and now living in ten, eleven, and twelve, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to deny that to anybody, even if I had an easier, softer way to offer anybody. So, thank God, with the grace of God, um, you know I've had this gift of abstinence and long term recovery, and um, and I and I'm 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 going to keep doing doing what I do. Because it is, it is, it is so, it is so worth it. And I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Penny C. Barbara S. Hi, this is Barbara S. from New York. Excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold, but I'm trying not to get into poor me. I have a cold, and I decided this morning to come on the meeting because the meeting is a blessing. I try to be on as much as possible during the week, and it's a reminder how wonderful, how beautiful this book is, that it's the answer. I'm I'm a senior, and... For many years, I held in feelings even over very tragic things. When I was a child, I was told, shh, everything will be okay. Uh, But it wasn't. I didn't start compulsively eating until I was in my teens, and it worked its way up to my 50s and 60s on and off. I was always in denial of my weight of, you know, I knew I was buying bigger sizes. I knew I was eating down my problems. And these steps have, I don't know if I balk, but at the beginning I said, oh, that's work. I don't want to do that. I just want a diet. But that wasn't the answer. The food plan is part of it but a small part of it. It's just easy. I have a food plan. I go by it. But this program has helped me with those feelings that were down deep underneath the food and the fatness and the, and, and, and the diabetes that I have and the colon cancer that I had. Luckily, not full-blown, but I think it was all connected to the food. And this book is, is, I would say it's my Bible. It's like I have to go into it a little more often. I don't, I don't work program 100%, but I'm working program 
89%, and that's a blessing. And thank you, everybody, for being here. And um, God is going to help me not be into, I have a cold, and just say, I have a cold. Move on, Barbara, move on. Thank you for being here, everyone. Done. Thank you, Barbara S. Hoodie R, we have plenty of time. Hey, good morning to you. Thank you so much um, for your service. And I really, I really like this paragraph, and I really identified with so much. Um, we thought we could find an easier, softer way. And, you know, the only impediment, really, to working the program was, that, was me. I thought that I could find an easier, softer way. And for so many years, I would come to the room, and even after, I would come to these rooms, and I would, you know, hear what you do, and I'd be like, oh, no, that's too, that's too much for me. I can't do it. I know my way, my way is working. Hmm. I thought my way was working. That problem, again, centered in my mind. I thought, and over and over, I would tell sponsors, um, this is what I need you to do, and I would give them instructions how I need them to be um, how to be sponsored. But you know what? I could not do that because I had. Uh, we're telling you from the beginning. We beg of you to be fair from the very start. I have to let go of all those old ideas, and until I let go 100% and say I had enough, I am done. This disease, this this disease is gonna kill me. This ism, I have an allergy of the body, an obsession of the I have to let go and say to the right spot and, and say, okay, I am done. My life is unmanageable. Everything is falling apart. I have no, I, I have no, I have nowhere else to go. I am, the, I, I have, this is the last house on the block. And I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, whether it's jumping off a tall building. I'm going to do it because I am desperate. I am dying and my ideas did not work. Um... I had to totally let go and say, okay, tell me what to do, and I'm going to do it. And um, and that's when the miracles began to unfold before my eyes, when I was able to say, I can't. You have something that you have. There's something that you're doing that, you, that I see is working, and I'm going to go ahead and do it and follow the, clearly what you tell me to do. And then recovery began to unfold before between my eyes so you know there's either I'm a little pregnant or I'm not I'm I I can't be I have to be 100% all in and then the and then um and then I the gifts come and with that I pass thanks hoodie we have one minute does anybody want to take one minute I'll take that minute go for it Hi, Larry. Go ahead. Oh, good. Good. Imagine that. Take a minute. You know what I love about this program and hearing all these shares is, you know, God takes these broken, emotionally fractured, beaten people to heal broken, emotionally fractured, beaten people. That's the beauty of this thing. we're, We're hearing about people that have balked. And I can relate to that, and I can speak to the to the person who um, who's been on this journey for a long time, 
you know, who, who the, where the disease finds an insidious way to work itself back into your life. It can find other ways. And um, thank goodness I, I come in contact with other beaten, fractured people to help me heal. Uh, just another broken person. What a beautiful program this is. Thanks so much for, the, for your service, Rebecca. With that, I pass. Thanks. Here, here, Larry Kay. Thank you so much for closing us out. Um, thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, May 18th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 16,966. That's 16966. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Rick J. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. And thanks, Rebecca. My name is Rick J. I'm a compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.